We move north of our borders. Uh, more than 80 million Nigerians are expected to vote for a new president, National Assembly and state legislatures this weekend. President Muhammadu Buhari is one of 73 presidential candidates. But overshadowing the general elections is the fact that Nigeria overtook India last year as the country with the most people living in extreme poverty. That's on less than 30 rand a day. And that's despite the fact that India's population is more than six times bigger than Nigeria's. The BBC's James Copnell visited a shanty town in Lagos to speak to some Nigerians struggling to eke out a living. I've come to a place called Agbado Oja. It's on the outskirts of Lagos. People commute into the big city. Uh, people also really struggle to make ends meet here. Uh, I've come to meet evidence. She pounds yam um, and sells it. And she's one of those people living in extreme poverty that all those reports talk about. My name is Evides Okafo. That's my name. Fufu with padded yam. That's my business. So you, you sell the pounded yam? Yes, sir. How much do you sell the pounded um, fufu? Mm. Before, when I started newly, I was selling like five to six thousand. But now, because of the situation of Nigeria, I could not sell two thousand a day. Mm-hmm. If I sell one thousand, I would be happy. So a thousand, that's about three dollars. How much of that is profit? I will get like five hundred. When I remove wood money, everything money, I will get like five hundred. So you have enough for food, but maybe not enough for, for clothes or for other expenses? Yes, we finish that very day, we finish that very day. Even before I go to market, I will be borrowing money up and down for me to go market again. If President Buhari was standing where I am, or if Atiku Abubakar was standing where I am, what would you say to them? I would tell you that I don't have money to eat, I don't have money to do business. Everything is bad, no road. That's what I would say when I see. Tell me your name. Hi, Chief Sonny Oyogun, head of community. What are you saying? Tell us what you're saying. The water yeah. is flowing from the other side. And it's dirty, very it's dirty. Very, very dirty. The people of this community, we are not feeling healthy. But it's also full of rubbish. That's your responsibility yes. too, the people of this community. I've tried because, you see, look at it. Look at, you mm. can see the water is very dirty. Several people have a malaria here. And you feel the government is just not helping you? The government is not helping at all. We have tried. Personally, I've wrote a letter to government to come and look at our community. It's dirty. We don't have pure water. Nothing. The electricity is it's not correct. I've just come around the corner, walking through a street, having to jump over some uh, stagnant water, cutting through the dirt of the street. Now, you know those people you see on streets selling trinkets and newspapers and things like that? Well, this guy's one of them. My name is Kudus Olabinton. I sell a paper. Does that bring you a lot of money? No. So how much money can you make with the job that you do? In a day, I make a 750, 750 naira, and I take a transport of 300 naira. I manage it, but it does not enough. So how do you manage? Sometimes I eat in the morning. I'm not eating in the afternoon, I eat at night. But what about the politicians? Do they change anything? Do you trust them to help you? There's no trust in our politicians. There's no trust. I'm not going to vote for anybody. Some people are doing a little better financially at least. Of course, in a place like this, uh, that's all relative. Uh, I've come uh, to meet a small business owner, uh, Wahab Idris. Hello. Hi, how are you? Fine, sir. Idris, what do you do? I'm a businessman. I'm doing business in bicycle and spare parts. Bicycle spare parts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Is it a good business? It's a very good business. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm expressing falling sales. Due to the economy, it's affecting many Nigerians. Many Nigerians are crying. They are not living properly. In this my area now, no development. Flooding, no gutter. Electricity is not okay. As you are here now, there's no light. What about politicians in general? Do you think they care about people like you? They don't care about people at all. They're after their own pockets. They are aim to go there and make money. Do you think most people in this neighbourhood will go to vote? Let's say 70% or 80% they will go out to vote. Because they are determined to go and vote for the right person. Yeah, that report by the BBC's James Copnell, who was reporting from Nigeria's largest city, Lagos. And, uh, you know, summing up those problems, it's very, very difficult. But to get an overview about tomorrow's elections, we're joined on the line by the executive director of Youth Africa, Rotimo Olawole, who's in uh, Abuja, the other major center in Nigeria. (sighs) Thank you for your time, Rotimo. I suppose the question to, to begin with is with so many socio-economic issues, what sort of appetite do Nigerians have to actually go out and vote for their new president tomorrow? I, I think in Nigeria it's a, it's a mixed reaction for quite a number of people uh, for tomorrow's elections. Uh, if you look at the analysis from our previous election, uh, voter turnout is quite poor. We have a voter turnout of between 48 to 51 percent. And uh, there are major, some predictions that voter turnout in tomorrow's election would even be lower compared to the 2015 elections because a lot of Nigerians have become disgruntled uh, with the way the politics of Nigeria and the economy of Nigeria has gone in the last couple of months. So we expect a low voter turnout. We expect peaceful election in, in most parts of, of Nigeria. There are a few states in Nigeria that we expect that there might be a flashpoint based on and uh, on bitter politics that have gone on uh, in the run-off to the election. But overall, we expect peaceful elections, and it's going to be a keen contest between the two leading contenders. As you know, we have uh, 73 candidates running for the presidential elections tomorrow, but majorly it's going to be a straight race between the ruling party, the uh, Progressive Congress, and the opposition party, the People's Democratic Party. Rotimo, yes. In 2015, it was wonderful that Nigeria actually managed to go through a relatively undisputed election. And there was, uh, you know, a sense of hope that Muhammadu Buhari was going to make a difference. He came with promises. Unfortunately, the, the country's really been going the wrong way. I know polling has been difficult to ascertain, but uh, Atiku Ababaka. Buhari, who's been called Baba Go Slow, where's your sense of where people might, you know, be going with their votes? Because I understand even now churches are encouraging, some churches are encouraging people to vote for Abu Bakr. There's so many different dynamics at play. I think we're going to see a lot of dynamics at play. And with my own analysis, I think it's going to be a very, very close election. In the 2015 election, it was... Buhari, Muhammad Buhari was a clear winner. He, he won the vote with almost three million, um, three million gap with his, with his main challenger, Good Luck Jonathan. But in 2019, various analysis have predicted that this would be whoever wins would 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 lead with not less than, with not more than half a million to to one million votes. So it's going to be a very close 
close election. On one side is President, President Buari, when he won in 2015, um, focused on three main things. One is the corruption in Nigeria, the second is the economy, and the third is security. A lot of people feel that uh, the president has done some work around corruption and they've seen some progress. Uh, I think that uh, in some areas around security, especially in the northeast part of Nigeria, the people, people believe that the president has also made tremendous progress. But there have also been pockets of insecurity in other parts of Nigeria that the president has been slow to respond to. Uh, on the issue of the economy, uh, if you know under President Buhari's watch, Nigeria went into recession, which we have now climbed out of. And so the, the biggest part of the campaign would be uh, a, a, a memorandum on, 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 on the scorecard of the president on the economy. So we expect this to be a tight race. There are pockets of uh, dissatisfaction uh, in, in many parts of the country. We, we expect that the president will retain some of his traditional strongholds in places like Katsina, where he's from, uh, in places like Borno, where he has done a lot of work on security. He's expected to gain a lot of votes. We expect that uh, the opposition party, PDP, would uh, take votes in places like River State, where they have a, quite a big stronghold. Uh, people are predicting that the North, North Central would be uh, a place where the, both parties will contest for for lots of votes, uh, and, and in places where, like Kano, Kano is a northwestern part of Nigeria, where there is uh, about three million votes uh, in total there. Uh, it's, it's a place where both parties are claiming that they have lots of supporters. And so this would be one of the places to watch and see uh, who, who would take the state of Kano. There are predictions that if the PDP is able to flip Kano, then they have a bigger chance of winning, of, of upsetting the president in the race who will become the president of Nigeria. Rotimo, just finally, the interesting thing, of course, about Nigeria, I mean, 73 presidential candidates, you've got two leading ones. Potentially, this ends up in a runoff. But there's an interesting thing I'd like you to explain about how um, there's a way to encourage that whoever gets elected has a certain amount of support in at least a certain proportion of the states. What happens? Explain that uh, that rule and what happens if they don't. Well, well the, the electoral rule in Nigeria is that uh, for you to be the president of Nigeria, you need to win um, 25% of votes in at least two-thirds of the states. We have... 36 states in Nigeria, that means you need to win um, 25% of votes and I think uh, 27 or 28 uh, states across across Nigeria, two-thirds of states, 24 states actually, uh, 24 states across Nigeria. So aside from uh, the candidates trying to win uh, simple majority vote, they need to get 25% of votes. And, and I think both parties would, would try to uh, prevent each other from, from getting that uh, so in the, in the eventuality, there are none of them, even if you win a simple majority, you have the highest number of votes overall, and you do not get uh, 25% of votes in 24 states, then we go on a runoff, which needs to be con- conducted one week from, the, from Saturday. Um, this is also a strong possibility. We've never had a scenario in Nigeria where we, where we have a potentiality of this happening, but in this election, a lot of people are predicting that um, we, if we're not careful, we'll be close to having a runoff. 
Rotimo Olawale is the Executive Director of Youth Africa. Some fascinating, very useful insights for us ahead of that election where 80 million Nigerians, uh, well, due to go to the votes, but as you heard him say, uh, expectations are that turnout this year is going to actually be less than back in 2015.